Today's podcast is presented to you by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you'll get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co. That's again, podgo, P-O-D-G-O dot C-O. And be sure to add the Social Work Rants podcast in the How Did You Hear About Podgo section of your application. Disclaimer, this podcast is not to be a substitute for individual therapy. If you need assistance, call 911 if you're in the U.S. or any emergency phone number. If you need help, if you feel depressed, anxious, reach out to someone. This podcast is for educational or entertainment purposes only. Thank you. social workers, mental health professionals, and change agents. Welcome to another episode of the Social Work Ranch Podcast. I'm your host, Bash Moreno. Thank you for taking out, taking the time out to listen to the podcast. Uh, shout out to everyone that has been listening, wherever and however you're listening to podcasts. Hope all is well with you. Um, please uh, stay safe, wash your hands. Wear your mask, social distance, uh, despite uh, vaccinations that's going on. So just stay safe. Uh, think about uh, other people, not just yourself. Um, or you can follow the the podcast on IG at the Social Work Rants Podcast. That's all one word. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Social Work Rants. Um, I'm always looking for mental professionals all over the world uh, to, that would like to come on the podcast and promote their work and talk about the different things that they are doing in, in the field of social work. You can email me uh, if you want to come on the podcast at uh, Bass City Entertainment LLC at uh, gmail.com. Uh, speaking of Bass City Entertainment, is my. Uh, uh, self-care uh, business of spoken word ebook uh, poetry ebook and uh, virtual Zuma classes coming soon so you can follow the page on IG at Bass City Entertainment LLC so um, this week's episode features uh, Sophia Abdul from Ontario Canada yeah folks I'm, I'm branching out internationally so uh, I had a pleasure of talking to her. Uh, she works two jobs in Ontario, uh, one uh, counseling for children with uh, developmental disabilities, and that's been a huge challenge uh, with uh, th- those individuals and trying to uh, have, you know, with parents struggling with their kids with developmental disabilities, you know, not being in person, uh, learning for the most part, and having uh learning through zoom has been uh has its host of challenges uh and she also works doing counseling at a local uh, university in ontario and she mentioned something that hasn't been uh talked about um at least from what i've seen other than twitter is uh, ontario canada as of uh, the recording of you know i recorded this episode on april 7th and Ontario has a third COVID lockdown, and uh, you know, Toronto, Ontario is only an hour away by plane from New York, and I haven't heard anything about a third lockdown in Canada. You, know, you hear uh, all these countries in Europe having uh, lockdowns or continual lockdowns, but you know, for myself being in the U.S., um, and 
know, watching Amer- American media and having Canada being our neighbors to the north, and you don't don't hear anything about uh, lockdowns or what's going on in terms of the different provinces uh, wanting to do their own thing in terms of uh, navigating the uh, pandemic that that we're still in. So we talk about that as well, just to get an idea, because um, I do hear occasionally, um, you know, the western part of Canada is really uh, botched how uh, things are, are going in terms of COVID cases and and things of, of that nature and vaccines. So uh, just to get uh, insight into what exactly is going on in Canada in terms of uh, COVID-19, you know, vaccinations, uh, we uh, talk a lot with uh, Sophia in terms of you no know, the racial uh, injustice that's been uh, happening uh, within the last year and continues to happen. So uh, we get into into that and talk about like her self care, you no know, you no know, working two jobs, like how does she uh, manages her her self care, which is so important in our field. You no, know, we easily get you know, burnt out. You know, stressed out, uh, just from like the work that we as social workers, mental professionals, do on a day in day out basis. Um, not always having uh, good support systems in in terms of uh, where we work at. Uh, sometimes even with our peers and coworkers. So, uh, it's you no. Know, she definitely uh, talks how she uh, definitely self cares and manages that. Um, so before I get into that, I definitely want to uh, share my thoughts on the uh, uh, verdict that happened this week in terms of uh, the Derek uh, Shulman who uh, murdered uh, Mr. George Floyd and finally uh, a guilty verdict on the three counts he was charged. So uh, yes, we can celebrate a little bit, but at the same time, no, we as we've seen plenty of times, the sentencing doesn't always match the crime, and so it needs to continue. And, um, you know, to fight for uh, injustices and continue to fight and for, uh, you know, police reform. And and I'm not saying uh, defund the police because that's not really an answer, in my opinion, but definitely better training um, needs to happen in... Um, and as soon as we were celebrating the verdict, we hear another uh, uh, child of color you know, being shot by police officers. Um, now, I don't know too much of the story to really comment on that, but it's just uh, never ending in um, a saga of you know, guns in, in the streets, uh, officers, you know, need to be trained better in officers of, you know, condemning uh, incidences like this time in, time time out, even though they do have a tough job and there are a lot of good officers out out there in the world doing great work, but I would love to see more of the good officers really condemn when things really go left, that they need to uh, come out and uh, say something, and I brought that out on uh, last week's uh, episode. So, if you got a partner or somebody in your platoon or in your uh, precinct not doing what they're supposed to be doing, like you should really like uh, call it out as, as you see it, and that needs to happen more. Other otherwise, we'll continue to have uh, these these issues um, with the uh, police involved. Um, so that's my takes so after uh, this message from Anchor is my conversation with uh, Sophia Abdul, social worker out in Ontario, Canada. Uh, stay safe. Uh, thanks for listening. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Thank you. Thank, thank you for com- <laughs> coming on. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. No, I'm definitely excited to have you. Uh, how are how's your morning going so far? You know what? It's going good. I have some time this morning. I woke up early, did some meditation, so I'm I'm feeling good. How are you? 
Uh, good. Just, uh, busy doing doing a lot of <laughs> doing a lot of stuff. And I'm still uh, in a transition from uh, from moving. Well, I I did move by uh, from uh, New York to Delaware, wow. uh, but, but I still have a lot of stuff here in New York where where I'm currently at right right now. So I don't know when you move, you don't realize all, all the shit that you got. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like oh, sure. I'm, ne- I'm, I'm never buying another t-shirt for like at least another two years <laughs> two years many <laughs> t-shirts so like we still in lock we still no we still in a pandemic i ain't going nowhere so. oh that's <laughs> all, these, all these shirts and stuff that is a lot of stuff i haven't worn in like years and stuff so it's <laughs> crazy <laughs> uh so let uh er- no listeners know who who you are and what you're doing now. Wonderful field of social work. All right. So my name is Sophia Abdul. So I'm an MSW RSW. So I have a master's in social work, and I'm a registered social worker. So I'm up in Canada. I'm living in Ontario, Canada, and that's our designation here is the RSW. Um. So right now I'm kind of I'm doing two um, jobs in the field of social work. So the first one is that I provide counseling for children and youth. Um, And then the second one is I do counseling at the local university here for black and racialized students. So kind of different, but those are the things that I'm engaging in right now. Oh, awesome. Um, Tell tell me more more about the day in, day day out of of your work, uh, how, uh, no, when, from COVID hit, how uh, you transition in, in order to, you know, work with clients that, that you're working with? Yeah, okay. So it's been busy. It's been really busy. I mean, this past year, as we all know, has been a lot. It's been a pandemic. There's been racial tension. There's been so many factors that have just made this, obviously, like a super difficult year. Um, mm-hmm. So I think in terms of like both jobs with the one um, when I'm working with children and youth. So I typically work with neurodiverse children and youth. Um, So that one was a little bit trickier. So it's um, the type of job that it's a lot easier to do in person. Um, So like facilitating the transition onto like online learning has been really difficult, um, as I bet a lot of educators can relate to. Um, So that one has been a little bit more difficult, but we are considered a little more essential. So for that one, we're able to like open up the center a little bit more. Um, so in that sense, it was it was tricky in the beginning just to try to figure out our footing of like, how are we gonna get, you know, children to engage in different types of therapy online? Um, but for the other position that I hold, um, that one came about, I think kind of due to this year and all of the racial tension that's been going on. Um, it's kind of, you know, facilitated roles for black people. And I think this is kind of one of them that I got was um, being able to provide counseling for um, black and racialized students at the university. Um, And I think in a lot of ways that was wonderful and it facilitates, you know, like I said, job opportunities for people and black people. Um, And it, there's so many different feelings that come along with that, right? There's like that, the tokenization of like being provided these jobs now. And um, yeah, there's just, oh it's so heavy there's so much that goes along with that but in that sense that one has been that one has been a lot easier to facilitate online um and it's just been you know doing therapy for university students and being able to provide that support that's so needed right now yeah absolutely um so so describe um what what's it like currently at, at the university that that you're working with just uh this past you know, year, what was currently going on? What what are you seeing in uh, the providence of uh, Ontario in terms of what the government's doing? What what's going? How's COVID uh, related to to your work? Like, mm-hmm. what have you seen? What you know? What what do you wish like you could be seeing more of? Like like just describe what what's going on up there. Yeah. So. Um... COVID's kind of bad here right now. Um, I'm, I'm sure it's bad everywhere. Um, so I'm sure people can relate to that. Um, but we're entering, I think, our third lockdown right now. Um, so mm. yeah, unfortunately, things are starting to close up again. Um, so I think, honestly, I think people are exhausted. Um, I think 
seeing that a lot with students and really just trying to wrap their minds around how to navigate a pandemic and online learning and university and how difficult that is um, in and of itself. And then on top of that, navigating all of these like racial traumas that have been happening. Um, I think it's, I think people are exhausted. That's, that's kind of what I'm seeing. Um, so, you know, I think for me, it's been a really um, interesting learning opportunity for, to recognize how like social justice and those types of like um, therapies like actually can occur within clinical spaces. Like, I think this whole year for me has been a lot of learning about like oppression and liberation and liberation counseling and things that I didn't really recognize could be integrated into like the clinical work that we do with clients. Um, and that's been really new for me and just like an exciting way to approach this because um, I think that like there's just so many layers to the things that are going on. And kind of like you said, COVID just kind of exacerbates all the, of the other stressors um, that people are facing and trying to find a way to connect with people virtually has been difficult, but I think it's been like a challenge for me, for sure. Gotcha. Um, yeah, um, I, I've seen Alisa on, on, on Twitter, um, you know, definitely you know, parts of Canada has really been hit Hard, especially um, you know in Alberta, mm -hmm. you know, and further uh, you no know, west has been really get hard, hitting hard. And uh, the uh, I guess who what, what you call the uh, you know the, the government the, the government uh, you know, running uh, Alberta mm -hmm. has been doing a poor, uh, poor doing a poor job. Has have you seen the same the same thing? It, in on Ontario, because you no know, people like you no know, Toronto is, is like literally just under an hour from from yeah. New York City. So uh, <laughs> so <laughs> so people know Toronto, people know Montreal, no people know no like Northeast and would rather go to Northeast compared to uh, you know Alberta or like in, in parts out west. So ha have you noticed a, a difference, or it doesn't matter? Like all of Canada is really like struggling right oh, now. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. I live a couple hours outside of Toronto, so I'm sure people know all of those big cities. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's been, I think every province definitely has been handling it differently. Um, and I think the premiers, so like the, the leaders of the different provinces have had different approaches on how um, to handle COVID. Um, in Ontario, I think the last, this last shutdown, so this third one, has really, from what I've seen at least, made people very frustrated. Um, I think that there's a lot of frustration in the way that the government's handling all of this. Um, and I think that's so hard to speak on because I'm just like, I don't I don't particularly know the best way to handle any of this, um, but I can understand mm -hmm. people's frustrations, especially when it comes to like small businesses and all of those things. Um, but I think the difficult part on top of that is like some of the mis information, you know, like people really starting to feel like, you know, the government's doing this to us or, um, you know, COVID isn't real or all of those theories that come up when people are frustrated. Um, and I think that that kind of like will exacerbate a lot of these problems, um, especially when we're talking about the strain on the healthcare system right now. Um, so I think, yeah, there's definitely been a lot of frustration in Ontario just in terms of entering another lockdown and what that's going to mean for people and how that schools are going to be shutting down um, and the ways that people aren't going to be able to operate um, and like kind of live life and make money and all of the things that you need to survive. Um, yeah, there, it's definitely been very controversial in terms of how the government's been handling things. Yes, uh, I see a, a lot of similarities uh, here here in, in the U.S., you know, in each state doing their own thing. Uh, and some some states like Texas and Florida is wide open. They, you know, the the Texas baseball team had a a full stadium full of full of people for their opening day, and you know, Florida's been been crazy. So, I I, I definitely seen like you no know, you no know, different providences in Canada, which you know, unless I'm looking at Twitter, I you know I really don't <laughs> see any uh, any any news about it. You no, know, I don't even know Canada and Ontario's having a third lockdown we're so we're so close we're we're, we're neighbors mm -hmm. and but you don't but you don't don't hear it at all you just hear about how london and certain countries mm. in, in europe you know going through a lockdown but 
for some reason I I don't I don't see anything online unless unless it's Twitter and I, I follow uh, certain accounts you know that that are are in Canada and particularly out in you know you know Alberta and uh, uh, Calgary you no know, Calgary and for and for the West no no complaining about uh, you know the government how they're handling the, the lockdown I, I really haven't haven't heard anything so it's crazy you know. Ontario's going through the third lockdown and has made me appreciative of my uh, vacation to Toronto in 2019 <laughs> more, 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 more uh, by the day. Like I, I definitely want to want to go back when, when things are, are, are a lot safer to travel. Yeah, Toronto's um, awesome. Yeah, <laughs> it, really, it really was. I had, I had a blast. Uh, it remind it reminded me a, a lot of New York, but it's just a whole lot cleaner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and I love the fact that you know how, how you know you know marijuana is like legal mm. like legalized <laughs> up there, and that like like literally is just like a, a store, like just right right down to the the main strip from the hotel. It just is like walk in and just. Uh, buy your stuff yeah so it, it definitely want to go back um so so yeah it was just crazy a third a third no lockdown no now i, I saw that you work with uh children of uh with different de- developmental uh delays and issues and i definitely seen uh know the struggle with with doing things on on zoom and uh, everybody learns differently uh, can you tell, tell me more about um you know, some of the challenges that that you've seen in terms of you know, providing uh services for that population um, that doesn't get talked about mm-hmm. oh my goodness yeah there's so much there's so much um I think the first thing for me even just in terms of things that don't get talked about um that's really important to highlight is just the importance of like recognizing Um, neurodiversity just in general even especially I think during COVID and during like the ways that we're going to try to continue to facilitate learning um, and therapy for the children that we work with um, I think that's something that for me I've had to learn and unlearn a lot about the ways that I engage in this field Um, even just thinking back to starting in this field and um, starting in ABA, which if you know anything about ABA or behavior therapy, it's quite controversial, specifically working with um, children and youth with autism or developmental disabilities. Um, So I think entering that and then like kind of unlearning a lot about what we learned about being a quote unquote service provider and having that mentality um, and really digging into like critical disability studies and neurodiversity and things that weren't talked about enough in our education. Um, I think that's really provided a lot of growth for me in the ways that I engage in this field. Um, so yeah, I think I think for me doing this work, it's been starting out in that field and then kind of unlearning all of those things and recognizing, oh wait, there's a lot more to this than I really recognized coming into this. Um, I think and then now doing the work, I'm doing more counseling. Um, so I counsel older individuals, um, so teenagers that have developmental disabilities or um, autism. And, you know, we do a lot of work on like anxiety, peer pressure, typical teenage stressors, but then coupling that with like the systemic and structural and interpersonal barriers that come along with disability. I think it's really important to name that and to recognize the oppression that's faced by people with disabilities and disabled people. Um, but then also being mm-hmm. really intentional about like how I enter that space um, as like a neurotypical able-bodied person and the things that we didn't necessarily learn about um, and the ways that like as well-intentioned as this field is, like you can still facilitate harm if you're not really putting a name to that and recognizing um, all of those things. You, uh, you mentioned, I, I nev- I've never heard a ABA uh being a, a oh, controversial really? or, or ABA, a, ABA in the same sense and controversial in the same sense as before, especially uh, my uh, my fiance. She she's actually a, a studying to be a speech pathologist, and ABA is pretty much like her her main uh, specialty. So uh, 
is it controversial where you work at it in Canada or or what what's been your experience and some why is it is controversial? So um from my understanding, and again, I've I've got so much learning and unlearning to do. So um mm. I entered um this field in like got my undergrad in psychology, um, and then I started learning about developments with disabilities. And then of course, ABA comes up. Um, like you said, that's a very, very popular um, and common therapy that's used. Mm -hmm. um, and then entering right. that field, it was just like, oh, this is amazing. And it, it there is so much great learning that happens. Um, but then really digging into like doing my own research about it, there are a lot, a lot of like autistic self-advocates and people who are older who have gone through ABA that have labeled it as abusive. And I think the reason for that mm. is, um, from my understanding, that the roots of ABA have been quite oppressive for disabled people and neurodiverse people. Um, not to say that that's the way that it's facilitated now, um, but there's so many um, roots in abuse and in the ideology of like changing people versus like um, helping them to navigate the world. Um, and I think that's something that's come along a lot with people who are neurodiverse or people who are autistic. Um, and this is just me learning from individuals who are autistic and who have spoken up now that they're older and said, you know, the things that I went through as, an, as a child were abusive. And to give like some specific examples of that, it would be something like um, an autistic individual stimming. So like flapping their hands or doing something that to a neurotypical person might be quote unquote weird or uncomfortable. Um, so ABA therapists mm -hmm. like stopping them from doing those things so that they can quote unquote assimilate to the typical um, population. And then when those individuals get older saying like, okay, there's a need for the reasons that I'm doing those things and people stopping me from doing those things was abusive. Um, so I think for me to just recognize again, our own like privileges and recognize the fact that like those therapies have been abusive. I think naming that is really important in the same way that we recognize that like social work can be um, can be oppressive or that it was like riddled in white supremacy. Like um, being able to name those things I think is important so that we're not continuing to facilitate the same harm that happened in the past. Gotcha, that, that, that totally makes a, a lot of sense. And definitely we see more and more of stuff that that we do and, and you know certain in, in individuals uh, uh certain mm -hmm. social workers who do amazing work in the field really really calling out on on, on these uh harmful yeah. ways in social work that we do stuff and you know being punished for for seeing back-to-back -back clients and mm. you know, not taking lunch or, or working through lunch and you know, all this stuff and working weekends and all this stuff on your off time just to get paperwork done. So yeah, so I, I definitely uh, see and understand you know, know where you're coming from uh, you know, with that. Um, I want to go back to the uh, the racial tension uh, uh, topic you know, real quick. Um, how, what what's it what's it like in, in you know, you know where you're at in, in Ontario or stuff that that you have you have seen um, that doesn't get get talked about you you won't see that on, on cnn or, or or any uh you no know, major net major network that that talks about you no know, world politics yeah like um that. i think that there's a couple things there i think that um a lot of the things that were happening in the states and in america impact other places in the world um so i think a lot of those tensions coming mm -hmm. up like facilitate like almost like a domino effect of like other things um or people feeling like all of these things are, you know, constantly in the media and a lot of um, racial trauma just happening in that sense and watching these videos and the things that were occurring, um, I think impacted individuals outside of the States a lot. Um, and then on top of that, the there have been some instances that have been happening at um, universities and just things coming out about um, racist incidents that have been occurring um, in Ontario as well. Um, and I think those two things have really facilitated a lot of like struggles for um, the students that I work with, at least. Mm. How, how about um, you no know, for yourself? How you, you know you, you know working these two jobs? How 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 are you handling self care with with 
you know, everything that that's gone on, you know, this past year going on a, a year and a half, you know, just just with everything, you know, COVID and, and all this racial tension and police, continue police brutality, at least here in, in the U.S., like how how you've been it's managing all this? Um, it's been really like testing my self-care for sure. Um, it's been busy. It's been really busy. I feel a little hypocritical talking to my clients all the time about resting when I'm like working two jobs and, <laughs> and I'm just, um, really trying to find the balance for myself. Um, I'm very. But that, but that, but that, not to cut you over, that, that, that social work, that's part of the social work too. Cause uh, you know, we teach mm-hmm. clients like life skills and, and sometimes we, we don't for have sure. a, a shit together either. Oh. <laughs> we teach somebody else, like, like pay your rent, pay your bills. <laughs> and like, like we, we don't make enough, barely making enough money, at least most of us to like making ends meet. And we right. got to work two or three jobs just to pay bills or just to go out. So oh, yeah. Okay. So yeah. That, that 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 that's part of social work, like <laughs> the hypocritical part that doesn't get You're doesn't so get talked right. about You're in social so work right. school. Um, and it's just so funny that people think social workers or therapists like totally have their shit together all the time, and I'm like, no, it's quite the opposite. Um, so I fully feel you there. Yeah. Um, it's just been a lot of um, I'm I'm feeling very grateful for the opportunities that I've had this past year, and being cognizant of the fact that a lot of people um have been, you know. Um, not being able to, to like maintain the positions that they have and the fact that thankfully through COVID, I've been able to keep the jobs that I have. Um, so I've been very grateful in that sense, but also finding ways to rest um, and just making sure that I'm not taking work home with me too much um, and that I'm not working too much over the hours that I, that I uh, need to work and really, really finding ways to rest outside of um, that idea of productivity has been huge for me and just recognizing like, we don't need to earn our rest. We don't need to um, be productive and then um, earn the rest that we're getting. Uh, just as humans, that we need that we need rest, and that that's really important. I think that's been really, really critical for me to kind of unlearn that idea of like productivity and that you know that internalized capitalism of okay, I need to I need to work really hard and then I can rest. Um, that that's been huge for me for sure. And I think another thing has been meditation that I've like really really gotten into um and just really trying to figure out Mm. um why it's taken me so long to get into meditating and kind of questioning myself and like some of those ways that it's been internalized like you know that stigma around mental health and even as social workers and um therapists like that's real um and kind of like the ways that meditation has been like co-opted by like you know, whiteness, um, and reclaiming that for me has mm-hmm. been like such a form of liberation. And yeah, that that's been wonderful as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now, um, other than, than meditation, what, what, what does rest uh, mm. look like for you? Um, well, I think one thing for my maybe not particularly rest, but something that's just been important for my um, well-being is definitely going to therapy. That's been awesome. Um, And honestly, Mm. to be real, sometimes rest just looks like I just need to lay in my bed and watch a good movie and not think about anything um, and eat good food. Like, yeah, just just making sure that I take care of myself, but at the same time, also doing all of those things that make me feel good, like um, eating well and uh, going for walks and being able to particularly during lockdowns find ways to just keep my body moving and um yeah feel good in that sense yeah that's good no we, we definitely there's been there's been more and more um advocacy uh of you know self-care and finding ways to caring for for oneself and i i definitely like to say you no know, self self-care is not a hashtag you know it's a way of life and try to find ways uh you know for yourself like i definitely you know for myself definitely try to do things you know for myself and under you know you know being self-aware that you know right. i have to put myself first and include including putting myself first over my my kids which is not you know a, mm. a, always a, a popular thing to 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 say you don't you don't really like 
you know, hear people say that, um, now I'll do anything for them. But at the same time, like, I need my cup of coffee before I, I can handle unless you like not breathing or, or <laughs> something major going on. Like you, whatever you got to say, like you got, you got to like, <laughs> like relax. Like you, you woke up in a bad mood. Like, all right, you woke up in a bad mood. I'm going to leave you alone. I'm going to have this coffee. Like I got to find out what, I got to find out what the weather's going to be like. Like I, I, I need, I need my me time and my first couple minutes. Like good morning. Like, Especially my kid, my kids are a little older now, so like, okay, find find something, put you know, put it in the toaster, and like make it make yourself breakfast, like just like like relax, like so like, um, but but it's something simple simple as that, but at the at the same time, you know, you know, we need that, like like right now, like my my kids are in their their grandparents' house, and I'm able to like you know talk to you without without an interruption my, my kids are usually good like i let I them know like them. hey i'm doing a podcast <laughs> they just no don't do anything crazy they they and uh no don't do anything crazy like all right <laughs> so uh and then like just you know right now you know, having a conversation with you and like you know they're they're at their grandparents house so like i'm able to handle like my business that i need to take care of and you know just looking out like doing the I need to do this. I need to do this, and just making time, you know, for yourself to get stuff done, even like you no know, personal stuff that you need to get stuff done. That's not, you know, you know sometimes you no know, family or whatever stuff. Life gets in the way, but you gotta get your own right. self care done, and whatever that is. Well, each person is different, so it's, you know, definitely is an importance. It's needed, you know, now more than ever. Uh, there's definitely, a, you know, we have a whole new generation of, of people, kids and adults uh, full of anxiety, full of you know, uh, PTSD, you know, the depression, you know, COVID has really hit hard uh, you know, for everyone. And, you know, the news don't, don't, don't make it easy and uh, social media doesn't make things you know, easy. You know, you see people like mm. feeling uh, to go on vacation and like, or see, you know, and people were, like not wearing masks and, and all the all this stuff and just partying and it's, it's a, a while like people been on lockdown or people like following protocols, you know, for a year going on a year and a half and then you see like I, I like for me like I get it, you know, people like mm-hmm. been like struggling and need to get out and, and things of that nature, but just like do it safely. Like it's not about it's not about you like you gotta think about other people as well so it's it's also kind of like that that fine line of of the new like mm. you know judging people <laughs> of like go you know you know you go out i want to go out too but like i want i want to be i want to be safe like like you do you but like i'm gonna I'm be i'm gonna be safe and like you know, mm-hmm. you know, all these things with the vaccinations now and people People being judged for getting it, people being judged for not getting it, being hesitant to get it, and even with within like families, you know, people like are are struggling and like uh, no, not necessarily arguments, but like disagreements in terms of like I'm getting it, like uh, I'm not getting it, I'm I'm away, like and there's all this mistrust with the CDC for the past year, you know, uh, uh, at least here in the U.S., you know. You know, President Trump, uh, who I call Agent Orange, did, didn't make things e- easier to trust CDC. You know, but CDC recently, you know, for me, has been like, you know, going back and forth. And, and I understand the more research you you do, the more stuff comes out. And, you know, it's like, OK, which which way are we going? Because I'm trying to, especially for the past you know year, year, couple of years, you know, working in the medical social work until like recently no definitely especially last year at this time of trying to follow whatever cdc says and like what the hell's going on (laughs) which which way are you going so that you know i could keep myself keep my family safe and keep my extended family safe it's just a lot going on and which leads to like definitely people needing needing the help that they could get and the disparities of like not able to get yeah, the help a, that, that totally. they need. It's hard to kind of know what to do these days. I completely resonate with that. Yeah. Um, 
Especially, yes. <laughs> I think actually something you mentioned there is another key thing for me that's been like really good for my self-care um, has been kind of like shutting down the news sometimes and just not trying to have all of that information overload and just, um, yeah, I think that's actually been a really key element to my self-care and even with my clients and a lot of the children and youth that I work with that have anxiety, especially related to COVID is that's just been a coping mechanism of like, okay, I'm going to limit the amount of news that I'm going to um, take in because sometimes it's just too much and it's really, really hard to know what to do or how to facilitate or like um, figure out what's what's real, what's not real, what's, what's uh, going to help me understand this more, what's just going to stress me out more. Um, yeah, that's so real. Yeah, I definitely cut, cut back a, a lot of the news I, I, I was uh, watching, especially uh, you know, a year ago at, at this time, you know, working with, with seniors mm -hmm. and, and, and here in New York, um, and then just having, you know, literally clients dying, like, left and right. Um, and then, like, I'm pretty much getting COVID, like, overload, uh, you know, with work, and then, like, seeing seeing the news and like all right i can't i can't i can't do this anymore because i like i already got the information of, of COVID of covid what i need with work like i don't want to like come home and then like been watching news so like I, my parents were, were watching news i'm like I, I i can't so i'll go to my room and just like have have dinner and just like try to like relax and you know take a night a nice shower and just like relax and maybe like just listen to, to some music or or whatever just de-stress from from the day and it, it was kind of like crazy too because then like my mom got sick and then I had to deal with that so like even like as we talk you know today uh you no know, April 7th was like uh the exact one year that I had to call now on my mom and then like living in New York like I pretty much I had to call 911 and pretty much kind of like, um, which at least I thought at the time, like making, um, saying say my final goodbyes, because once you go to the hospital in New York, you, you wasn't coming out. So, uh, uh, no, um, but you know, she spent a week in the hospital, came back home, and then like <laughs> had to call 911 again and take her back, to, had to go back to the hospital. So it's kind of like, you know, kind of reliving like the year all over again and people don't, I haven't seen a lot of people really like talk about or like provide like reflections or like where were you at this time or like what what were you doing and it's almost kind of like reliving oh, oh like gosh, that must your have been trauma difficult. Like, how's your family like, doing all now? over again uh it's been uh it's been it's been you no know, crazy enough dealing uh, after like like my mom had you no know, passed away uh, like uh, like a few weeks like later uh so like dealing like with on and off with, with my own grief and then dealing with my dad's grief and then like you no know, things eventually that got better like later on in the year but it was like rough like march all the way through like july it was a, a crazy you no know, no time period in the, in the you know losing clients um Losing, losing my mom and then like just it was just just a crazy crazy time uh so it's uh things at least low no with you know my kids and then uh you know they you know this has been like their their best yeah. uh health like <laughs> time time period they probably ever had in their life like that not barely like a, a cold if even uh so they're they're good. Like I I don't take them anywhere. Like no, no. So pretty much just been home. Like they've been the become my kids have become like schoolmates <laughs> on top of siblings and managing like homework and everything on on Zoom. It is just uh, mm, a crazy crazy time that, that, that we sorry, live in. So. Your family, by the way. Thank you. Um, so yet, um, what, so what, what are some of your goals going into 2021? Well, the, well, the, at least the set, oh, starting man. the second quarter oh, and for the rest of 2021. Um, 
I think one thing that I've done really well that I would want to continue to do, that would be a goal is kind of like living in the present moment. Um, I think if anything for me that this pandemic and all of these things have taught me is that we have no idea what the future holds. Um, so I think really continuing to kind of soak in the moments as they come in and um, find the gratitude in the small moments, as corny as that sounds, um, and live in the present has been really important for me um, on an individual level. Um, and then moving forward, I'm gonna be moving into a doctorate program um, in social work in the fall. So that's um, I'm the next journey in my life that I'm really, really excited and nervous and anxious about. Thank you, thank you so much. Um, Congratulations. Yeah, I'm, I'm a lifelong learner. I love, I love that I've gotten to engage in this clinical work um, coming into this field. So that's been a really cool realization to understand, okay, yeah, you can integrate social justice and liberation into therapy. Um, that's been really dope, but my heart is really in like academia and learning. So I'm excited to continue that. Um, yeah, so I think my goal is like to continue to learn. I have, I feel like in the short amount of time that I've been in this field, I've learned so much. So I'm so excited to see what I'm going to learn in another two or five or 10 years. Only a couple of years. I've been in therapy in well, general how long have you like been education in the field? for just over nine years, but I graduated with my MSW in 2019. So it's only been two years. Okay. Wow! Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. And a, a lot's happened in the in the two year in the two years. Uh, yeah, that, yeah. I first, you know, started in the field and then went back to school get get my master's. Oh, wow. So it's already been like going on eleven years post post masters. So it's uh, de definitely like it kind of like you no know, doing the work and then going to school like oh now, now it makes sense what right. I've been doing and, and what my supervisor was like telling me like do this and stuff and then but there was like there's so many things in, in, in at least for my grad school experience that I wish like mm. like I l learned and really taught like it's like it's like regular school like a gra or grade schools like stuff that really teach you like mm -hmm. life skills that you're going to need or or that you may need or that you you might see and it's just like teaching you all right like um you know teach you or teach you how to take the the licensing exam or like just uh you're either going to be like client-centered work or you're going to do clinical work and it's, it's <laughs> like but what if I don't want to do a private <laughs> private practice? Like what's like what like like what's like what's out there? What what can I do? It, it kind of like um, in a way, COVID has really like helped a lot of people. Kind of like okay, I gotta like you know pivot or what I'm doing with my life. I really assess what you're gonna do. And I've met a lot of social workers that you know started private practices in, in 2020 or late. No, 2019, just just online and having uh, conversations through through the podcast, and so it was really great great to see. You know, they should talk about okay, discuss like the the steps you know, of opening your business if you want to open a private practice and do this and teach about okay when you you know if you're like a brand new social work student that you're just getting into the field or only been in the field for a couple of years, like teach teach us about okay these are. Uh, salary expectations teachers about like uh you you need life insurance and these are, are ways to like get more bang for, for your buck in terms of life insurance if they offer mm -hmm. you a for for a 401k what does that entail look into like what stocks are are in the 401k that way uh, you get more more bang for your buck when you retire you actually know actually see that money go through and no, not a lot of financial stuff that you know always say in social work like oh there's there's money to to be made like different ways for you to like make money like in while in the field and teach more about that instead of just like you know all the theories that they teach us that we may may not even use or put it in practice so i, I wish there, there was there was more more of that or you know having self-care uh, you know, putting yourself, you know, first and just different things like that. If you're managing 
like when I was in grad school, like was managing a marriage. Then I ended up like having my son while I was still in grad school. And like, you know, like basically I was from school, went from work straight to school and like (laughs) come home and like was pretty much on, on diaper duty, like overnight diaper duty. So it was like, like the only time I really saw saw my son was like overnights and like Sunday. That that was it. <laughs> and I made and maybe maybe mm-hmm. like or maybe in the morning. Just like so, and I had to get ready and go to work. So it was like a no, no kind of like ba- learning how to balance you no know, life and maybe like balance life you no know, better because you know, we we all we all have lives. Uh, outside of work outside of school and it was just kind of kind of like crazy that it's not at least for me it was definitely not talked about mm-hmm. and, and my and my school did a terrible job for oh me gosh, yes. <laughs> preparing for the for the licensing exam so it's um <laughs> not paying all this money like you better you should have should have did better yeah i resonate with like <laughs> getting more so bang for my buck so. i think the first thing you were talking about just in terms of like looking back on my i guess 10 years that i've been doing work with individuals and just feeling like oh my gosh what was i doing or oh i was like learned so much or yeah like just figuring out different theories and be like oh okay this clicks now or this is the way i should have done things or learning completely new um terms and like theories and ideologies yeah i i can't i can only imagine in 10 more years i'm gonna probably look back on myself now and be like girl what were you doing you know um and that's that's kind of cool i think that's part of like the learning process and all of this um (laughs) but then again also what you were talking about in terms of grad school i think one of the coolest experiences for me has been leaving grad school and um yeah, hearing like stories like yours, you were just saying, or just individuals in general, or finding communities of color um, that are social workers and hearing their experiences of grad school and all the things they wish that they would have learned. Um, and I think that really actually helped me to feel like, okay, cool, I wasn't alone in thinking like, wow, there's so much more that I wish I was getting from this education. Yeah, the, uh, absolutely, and and there, and, and there were professors, you know, that I had, you know, they w- would keep it real with you and you know, mm-hmm. ask questions, and they answered it, you know, honestly and 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 thoroughly and, and stuff. So it, you know, I I, I you know for the most part, I enjoyed my my you know experience, and I just wish there was just you no know, more more to it you know maybe partly was all me too like because you know I had other classmates who kind of got more out of it than than I did so but at the same time you know still managing you know wife kid <laughs> at, at the time and you know just work was constantly crazy and like even mm-hmm. like taking classes in grad school while still on like work times like, just because classes that I needed was was during like you know, work hours and kind of like managing yeah. taking phone calls <laughs> leaving the classroom oh like gosh, taking a phone call because I was still on work time so it was kind of kind of crazy but but, <laughs> but but no no I made it work and even like I think like one one semester I like started oh working at like eight thirty nine o'clock and then like running to school. Oh my god! For like an hour, yeah. hour and a half, and then running back to work. <laughs> and then and then you they use use my my uh, my lunch hour for oh for, for work for for being in class. So like so at least so at least, at least my my supervisor yeah, like, she she let me do let me do that so. That, that was that, that was cool for letting me do that, but but still, like you know, <laughs> that was kind of kind of crazy to even like thinking back, like damn, I did. Yeah, grad school is a lot. I can't man, even man imagine. Shit. I mean, I worked in grad school as well, but it doesn't sound like it was anything near how much you were working on top of having a family. That's busy. Yeah, it was, it was crazy, but. Uh, it was definitely uh definitely no worth it um and 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 then like just oh. having conversations you know my son now that he's now he's 12 and like you no know, and like seeing him like with school like you no know, no 
No, I'm so, I'm still have like the old school you know mentality. I remember my, my mom, <laughs> God rest her soul, like she like made oh, me cry while teaching me multiplication tables. So like, so I was like, oh man, like 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 when you were a baby, like you no, know, I was like busting my ass, you no know, going to grad school and doing what, you know, what I need to do. Like you no, know, there's no excuse. No, it's not really a lot of excuses. Or you got one job that's to like go to school, get the best grades that yeah. you can, and, and he's definitely a, a better in person. I definitely see an in person uh, learner than you know being on Zoom. You can, <laughs> obviously, you get distracted and like these kids with the damn video games and <laughs> and, and you no know, Roblox. I think they they did that on purpose. Like putting, <laughs> I think they kind of knew when the pandemic was coming. Like let's put out this game and like. <laughs> Mess with <laughs> mess with these kids. Yes, I know. It's like thank goodness is a stock now. So like <laughs> put, put some money into, yeah, into a, like here you go. You want some robots? I'm about to stock you. Imagine like, trying to go to school online. <laughs> and even, but but even something simple is like you can make money as a, a passive you no know, income while you know stock market and social work and like you know, and things of that nature just. Have, not having that uh that stigma like you gotta have like um like a lot of money to invest in the market like you, you know put some money on the side like having like social work like budgeting skills like for <laughs> us like we're teaching clients about budgeting like real help you know help us with our own budgeting especially what we, what we gotta pay 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 back these loans and stuff like that <laughs> no no so you know, stuff like that like I wish like grad schools you know talk talk more about that and kind of stuff that I wish that I know now that I wish I, I learned no no back then no ten years is a lot of time and could have like really like the you know navigate and do some some things a little like better in terms of like the finance piece and just time management and you know things of of that nature that you know, we teach our clients but that, like yeah. real life stuff happens and yeah like, I feel that for sure like oh, like oh shit what we do now. <laughs> So yeah, how, how can people people can people, find me on uh, Instagram? Find you so and my, reach out uh, to you. Handle is s abdul a b d u l l e underscore, um, and they can also connect with me on LinkedIn. So my LinkedIn profile is my name, so Sophia, and then hyphen Abdul. Awesome. Yeah, definitely. Uh, LinkedIn has been. Uh, mm. I I I opened it like years ago and like didn't really like a lot of people like didn't really mess That's with helpful. it and then all of a sudden like within like the past year like oh man like it's like really been like yes yeah, so, really been a, a a tool and uh, reaching out to people connecting with people so it's definitely definitely. Uh, been a a major tool to use and, and more and more you no know, no people uh you no know, entrepreneurs and stuff like that really for like you no know, uh, no for for outgoing reach and organic reach of, of people to masses you no know, LinkedIn has really been like a huge a huge thing at, at least it's helpful with uh you no know, podcasting and call <laughs> uh the pandemic the era of shooting a shot like you just we're reaching, reaching, reaching out, you no, know, reaching out to people, and you just never know, make a connection, and you know, yeah. you know, has like some some podcast episodes, just thanks to to LinkedIn, uh, you know, so it's it's definitely you no know, helpful, and you know, meeting people on IG, especially people of color, and like, wow, there's so many of us, but then like, oh my gosh, you, yeah, you you go out in the real world, <laughs> yeah, you don't see them, so it's kind of. It's kind of it's kind of weird, you no, know, seeing that, but they're they're out there, <laughs> and there's a lot of people on on Instagram and a lot of people on exactly, uh, yeah, on Twitter, and you just gotta find people and connect and and use and using um, you know, using uh, this podcast to connect with people, and since we can't really see each other <laughs> in person, so we gotta figure out other ways to connect and stay in touch and find out what's really going on in in the right. real world that yeah you're building that sense of community or, for sure on your it's local so news or, or your national news so you know. yeah 
Oh my God! Thank you so much for thank for coming. You. It was a pleasure so having, having you, talking to yeah, you. Stay and, safe. You know, stay safe and uh, you. Yeah. You too. Bye bye.